Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to our house, Joy 94.9's program about where and how we live in our diverse community. We will explore all aspects of real estate, but please seek professional advice before making financial decisions. My name is David Gale. David Gale, I love a professional. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Hello, professional. What's your name? (laughs) My name is Rusty Masterton. Whether you're buying or selling, renting or sharing, upsizing or downsizing, or just thinking about where you'd like to live, this is the professional GLBTI. A real estate show for you, isn't it, Paul? It Absolutely. Doodah day. Yes, Janelle. Doodah day. I'm Paul McClure, and there is one criteria for the music that we play on our house, and that Ooh. is that it must have something to do with houses or homes, except for what? this week because what? it's Mardi Gras. Oh, Paul, you excite me. I can't believe I know. it. I know. I, I love a dance. So tonight we're cho- I've chosen songs uh, from Australian artists. Mm-hmm. They just all happen to be girls who've played multiple times Ooh. at the Mardi Gras party, which is, of course, on this weekend. Can you multiple guess times. any of them, David, Gail? <laughs> I'm sure I can. No, I can't. <laughs> I can. I, I I've reckon to one Mardi Gras. in there somewhere. I went to one Mardi Gras. Did you? 1970. 79. How Mardi was it? Number two. How was it? It was, it was different. I, I'll explain that to you after okay, the show. Okay. What did you wear? <laughs> uh, uh, look, all sorts of things. Turquoise, right. mainly. Okay, so it's back to me on tonight's show. <laughs> <laughs> we will be talking to Robbie Antonio. What a lovely name. Isn't it? Rolls off the tongue. I do. I love that. Hmm. Senior finance consultant from Rainbow by Finance House about creating finance solutions for the GLBT community. What a great topic tonight. Some of you may actually recognise Robbie's voice from the many spots that you hear on Joy because he's a Joy sponsor oh, as well. Oh, he's about town. Look, of course we will be looking at current rates in the marketplace and some of the sales over the past weekend in our Rates Check segment, which is pretty exciting. Checking in with Rosemary and her garden and our new segment called Low Hanging Fruit. We, of course, look forward to your questions, your comments, so please send them in if you've got any, any questions you'd like to ask Robbie. Certainly, if you have any low-hanging fruit. If you've got low-hangers, send us a message. To, yeah, no, it's certainly mortgage questions, yeah. mortgage-broken questions, yes. those sorts of things. Absolutely. Send us an email on air at joy.org.au uh, by phone. Yeah. That's a lovely Simon. He's still there. one three hundred joy 949 or by SMS 0427-JOY949. That's 0427-569-949. We, as always, are on a journey oh, with you. We're that. not the experts, but that's why we've got people like Robbie in to give us their experience and their knowledge so that we learn and you learn and you come on this journey with us. But before we get started, we're going to go to a track. The first track is Danny Minogue with Reva and Who Do You Love Now? Now, oh. Danny Minogue played the Mardi Gras party. She's played four times. Four? Has she? 1998, 1999, they invited her back for an encore. 2007 and 2015. She's outdone that evil sister. It's a little bit like one of those yeah. questions in Pointless anyway. You know my favourite? My favourite Danny song is All I Want to Do. All I want to do. 
<laughs> anyway, we'll don't. let her, we'll let her sing. All, all right, all right. Don't. We know how you feel about us singing on the radio, yeah. so we're just going to go straight into it. Thank you. You're listening to Our House on Joy ninety four point nine. Well, goodness gracious me, it's that time of the night here on our house where we have our rates check, David Gale. What an exciting weekend it was last weekend. Oh, it, you know they what called, it's called it a Super Saturday, and I'm glad you and mentioned that because this is good news for punters. Now, Super Saturdays usually mean that there's about 1,200 auctions. This week, 82% of them went under the hammer, and it's very exciting, and there are auctions everywhere. Good news for punters, however, yes. because what that means is the auctions are spread out all over the cities and suburbs. And Mm -hmm. little crooks and crannies. And around the city as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And this spreads out the number of people going to auctions. So what it means for you, the punter, is that you on auction day may, instead of having 100 people at your auction, you may only have 30 people at your auction Ah. and it increases your chance to actually buy. And we love Well, also buyers would be targeting where they're going and they're going, you know, we don't care about that place down the road for 1.5 million. We'll just go for the 2 million plus. And they sort of focus a little bit more on what they're going to, they've got to be selective. Exactly. Now, you can't be at seven auctions at once. You can't be. You're quite right there. Now, Super Saturdays traditionally happen uh, in um, autumn and springtime. So yep. we had, we saw one last weekend and we probably will see another one before Easter. The next time of the year that they all happen is straight after the um, the NFL and the AFL Grand Finals. And then yeah. and there's a couple in there before the um, uh, the Melbourne Cup weekend. Yeah, sure. So they As we saw last year. Mm. Also, you know, I suppose there's nothing else competing at this time of the year. Um, this weekend coming up could be potentially a Super Saturday. The following weekend is a long weekend, so there'll obviously be a drop-off. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And then a couple of weeks afterwards, there's a good little bit of clearance there, and then, of course, we have Easter, so, of course, things drop off again. And it's amazing how long this break has been. We saw um, some good sales late November and early December, and then we've basically seen the market drop right off uh-huh. until this last week in February. So thank goodness for the Super Saturday. Yeah. And there's no reason why um, uh, the, the average home loan for um, Australians coming into the market these days is is $300,000. So Mm. if you're thinking of um, getting into the market in September where the next lot of Super Saturdays are coming up, what you should do is save your bickies as much as you possibly can and you should get that credit check happening to make sure you've got good credit, which is all going to be what tonight's segment's all about. And strangely enough, you mentioned the average loan is about $300,000. Now we have Robbie here in the studio. uh, We're going to formally introduce you a little bit later on in the show. Robbie, $300,000 loan what sort of repayments are we looking at? Look, roughly fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars with the right rate, and you know it's cheaper than rent. So, well, it is, and we were talking about that last week because there were suburbs where you could buy where it would be cheaper to buy than it would to rent. I think Abbotsford there was Abbotsford, and Carlton, Carlton for the, and the also two. Docklands as well. That's right, Abbotsford, Carlton, and Docklands. But if you pick up a little apartment, and we're talking three hundred thousand yes. dollars, that's a great rate. Well, like, like uh, great absolutely. repayment, absolutely, and it's affordable. You know, compared to what people are paying rent at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, absolutely. so it's not a big stretch. Now, again, we haven't seen much movement in the rates this week, David. Basically, we've got the cheapest is three point five nine percent with um, Loans. dot com. Funny um, you or, should mention this though, because yes, what I was have you looking found, at that Mr. Gale? now. One of the things I did notice, because, you know, the rates have been pretty stable. Mm-hmm. Next Tuesday, of course, the Reserve Bank will be RBA meeting. Meets, yeah. And we're probably expecting nothing to change, but you never know. 
No, no. We've got a new um, RBA governor, and he's a little bit out there at the moment. He could do something. He could zig where everybody's zagging, but it's not expected no. at the moment. Now, I've actually had a little look at some of the now, some of the best rates that you can get at the moment are two-year fixed rates. Yes, they are. And the three-year fixed rates are a little bit more. They're a little bit higher. Then if you start looking out to the five-year fixed rates, we're looking at ANZ at 4.59. We're looking at Westpac at 4.59, Commonwealth Bank at 4.74, and NAB at 4.69. Now, the banks will bet that the rates are going to change. So this is a good indication to say, oh, yeah, well, maybe three years, maybe two years, maybe three years. They're expecting rates to start changing because when they start buying wholesale money and they want to lend it out, they buy it at a certain fixed rate just as we would if we were buying our our homeland. Is that right, Robbie? Yeah, absolutely. And I think people need to be looking at, at fixing now. Like you mentioned earlier a little bit that um, that there might not be anything different with the Reserve Bank and, and certainly nothing's forecast, but you don't know what's going to happen. No, we don't. But, you know, it's not really forecast to change till middle of the year, for instance. And what what uh, the recommendations are is that people start talking to their financial uh, brokers and, sure. and bank managers and and try and fix some of that in because we've seen when we're probably not going to see rates like this this not low again, for a long while. No, exactly. But what and was it's sort of like thinking, what am I going to be doing in five years' time? Am I going to be selling this place? Am I going to yeah. still be here? Am I going to stay here forever with my cat and my uh, my three cats and uh, <laughs> and a dog? And my what's TV. interesting this week <laughs> though is NAB, NAB is out of the top ten and they were replaced by. Um, uh, Commonwealth Bank and Westpac, who now have um, a loan rate of 3.99%, is their yeah, leading, I saw which that. was very, I saw very that. good. There is an NAB 3.98, which is a two-year special offer. It's well, a two-year fixed. I did notice that as well. Hey, tell us about week. the tops and bottoms. Okay, we love so it. What, what about the tops first? Well, I've, I just, love the top. I've just done my nutscape. And yeah. basically what happens here is that there were 1,236 uh, auctions for the um, weekend, and there was a 82% clearance rate. So we're way back up where we were last time. 840 were sold at auction, and we had 293 grow at private sale. Now for tops and bottoms, mm-hmm. you're a top, David. So what do you think was the top this week? I don't know. Probably Canterbury. You're wrong. No. It was Surrey Hills. Right next door. Surrey Hills, $5,655,000 was the top sale in Melbourne this weekend. We also saw top sales in Albert Park, Canterbury, Armadale and Malvern, all around that Swisho area where they've got, you know, nice... Big Edwardians and nice big houses, three, four bedrooms for families to go and run in there and go crazy on. <laughs> what about the apartments? The top apartments. The top apartment for the weekend was in Melbourne again. So uh-huh. in that um, in that belt there, we call that the country though, don't we? If you live in a city, you're in the city. And once you get out to Melbourne, you're in the country. Well, it is. It's like a tree change <laughs> yes, out it there. Is, it is, absolutely. But you've got to buy a French car if you're going to live in Melbourne. Oh, but it's a beautiful suburb. It's so sunny with all those trees. It's <laughs> 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 terrible. Well, what else was there? So in Melbourne this weekend, the um, the highest sale was $2,325,000. So we saw again all the tops were at Turak, Bentley, which is where Paul's Bentley. from, Hampton and Paran. Paran, I love Paran. Right. Now you tell know? us about the bottoms. I used to live bottoms. on Porter Street in Paran. Did I ever tell you that story? Yeah. Anyway, moving right <laughs> you lived along. in Porter Street anyway. <laughs> uh, right tell along. us about the bottoms too okay. because, well, I, you, know, you know. My favourite topic is the bottoms. So the houses yeah. we saw on the bottom this week were in Melton, Hopper's Crossing, Bell Park. God, that's a beautiful 
suburb Bell Park. Bell Park's another burb down in Geelong. I love Bell Park. Paul, yeah. did we have a little look at that Bell Park house? <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we uh, did. Yeah, we did. Beautiful. I was in love with it. It's a little weatherboard number. Was it nice? Huge backyard. Yeah. Front Bell Park's yard. a nice part of Geelong. Yeah. A huge it's part of Geelong. Yeah, a big part Geelong, but You could right. fit a pool there or something yeah, else, or you could even backyard. probably do Families. a jeweller occupancy yeah, as well. The other bottoms were in Epping and Thomastown. Which now, I checked out the Thomastown one, and I quite liked it. It is a dual occupancy because, um, and it's it's only about four years old. Two bedroom, one bathroom, one car space, $381,000 for a house in Thomastown. What about in the bottoms in the the apartments? In the flats, we've got uh, the cheapest flat for the weekend was in Mirinda. I don't know where Mirinda is. Does anyone know where that is? Yeah, look on the V line. On the V line. Yep. (laughs) If it's on the V line, 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 it's in the outer suburbs. Thank you very much, Paul. (laughs) $245,000 out in Mirinda. And then we saw Morty Alec, Footscray, Footscray, um, Ascot Vale and Flemington. Now, I I checked out a couple of those bottoms. All right, well, I checked out the West Footscray one and it was an awful looking block. Oh, was it? But they've done some great stuff on the inside and it was one bedroom, one bathroom, one car park, uh, all new appliances, everything else. Paul liked that one because he said, well, you know, it doesn't matter if it's an awful looking place, nobody's going to come and rob it. Correct. (laughs) I know those criminals. That's one way to think about it. Nicely done. (laughs) And then in Flemington, it was a 70s block, good size, 296,500 brick. One bedroom, one bathroom, one You're car space. You're always looking for an investment property. Well, you know, you for at, once again, how much, Robbie, for $296,500? Roughly 1500 yeah. Exactly. A month. Is that a, was that yeah. a two-bedroom, David? Uh, no, only one bedroom. Okay, only one bedroom, but still in a city. I still call Flemington in, in a city. So I well, don't oh, yeah. And it was a good-looking place. Mm. Love it. That is your rates check for this week. Hi, come on into our house on Joy 94.9. Look, you might have heard um, Rainbow by Finance House House things <laughs> on Joy 94.9, and we thought we'd ask in the man himself, Robbie, you're here tonight. Good evening. How are Robbie? you? Look, Robbie, it's great say to your have full you. name before we go on. It's so sexy there. How do you say your name? Robbie Antonio. Oh. <laughs> I think it was better when you said it. Robbie Antonio. Well, you sound almost like Scottish there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Robbie. Oh, Robbie. How are you doing tonight? <laughs> Look, that R. <laughs> we have had a mortgage broker on before, but remember about two weeks ago, Russ, you said to me um, you'd done a web search trying to find somebody that does mortgages for our community, LGBTIQ community, and we thought we'd try and find somebody, and of course, it was right under our noses, but if we just listened to Joy even more, Mm -hmm. uh, we would find out, and that's why we thought we'd ask Robbie in tonight, because we want to revisit uh, mortgages and using mortgage brokers once again. Um, Robbie, do you want to briefly tell us what is the role of the mortgage broker? So, uh, you know, in, in the past, people wanted to go to the banks. They trusted their bank managers. They trusted to go to the banks. And now, more than ever, people are, are wanting someone who's who's unbiased and, and really, you know, could give them the best advice uh, and, and take them through a lot of options. And, and that's what it's about. And that's what the mortgage broker is there for. If, if you're a consumer, you'd be going to 10, 12 different banks, ringing mm-hmm. around, going around, trying to find the best rate for yourself. And, you, and as I was a bank manager, so I know the customer would go back and come back 
back and then by the time they come back the rates changed again and so uh. you, you've got to do all your research again and it was uh, funny because we used to, you know, like we'd start off with our little savings account at primary school and we knew that we had to stay with the same bank for 27,000 years. The Dolomite account, and then do you remember that? Maybe, maybe <laughs> if we were like, oh, I had a state savings bank one. <laughs> yeah, me too. Because, little, little blue money. But it was sort of like yep. maybe if we were lucky, the bank would say, yes, we'll give you a loan or no, you're not good enough for us and all that sort of stuff. But it's not like that anymore. It's a much different changed industry yeah, and it is competitive and competition's good isn't it which is where we're at these days absolutely i mean it, it's all about the customer and i think what uh, what some institutions have forgotten is that that exact point that it is yes. about the customer so what you've got now is com- uh, competitors coming out and saying well we'll lend money and we'll give you a great rate mm. and and um and we want you to be able to get into your first home and not worry you know imagine if you're a first home owner and you're going into your first mortgage with a rate you know at five percent or mm. or four point five percent or whatever they were two years ago um now it's a little bit more um, doable and, and you're not so scared anymore. You know, it's the biggest investment you'll make in your life. And Robbie, is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, you, you take obviously take the fear out of, out of um, uh, taking up a mortgage. Um, so people would come to you first. You're going to do all of the homework for yes. them and then you'll come back to them with a, um, with a set of rates. I remember when I went and got my first um, home loan, none of the banks would look at me. Um, I basically um, wanted to borrow $100,000. I had um, $10,000 um, $10, deposit. Um, but my, um, my credit record, my savings record was in the toilet. It was shithouse basically mm. and I couldn't get a loan. But I was amazed at how quick this mortgage broker could go to a bank and get money from me yes. from the bank that said no I'm sorry well well, also because we're not just going to the normal top four banks we've got other lenders as well we've yep. got non-conforming banks we've got everything there and we've got you know with someone like myself with 15 years experience I've got contacts outside of the box as well yep. with with the banks as a bank manager you would you would have a you know a pretty much a box that you'd have to fit into yes. and if you don't fit into that the customer was turned away well now I've got over 27 lenders so if you don't fit into one box I'm, I'll find another box for you you mm-hmm. know and yeah before, look I yeah. think I went through the same sort of thing as Russ did mm-hmm. and I was having trouble because I'd bought off the plan and I put down my deposit and it was a huge deposit in those days and we were getting closer and closer to settlement and suddenly my bank said no and then I talked to my accountant he tried a few people and he said they said no and then he put me onto a mortgage broker and we went completely outside the square ended up with a different company that I'd never even heard of and they even had a better rate and, and absolutely and in saying that I just want to clarify as well that sometimes the top four like NAB or, or Westpac or Commonwealth or NZ do have a great rate yeah. and, and and I will put you on with them but what it takes out for you is a fear of uh, you know having someone by your side and actually taking you through the paperwork taking you through mm. all of those that information that it's so, it's so much information at once and right. really what I'm there for is to is to be there support and be with you and it's a relationship building exercise where you we learn to trust each other and, and we work together for the future not just for one loan and before we so, came to air mm. Robert you actually did say to me that it, it's it's such a good time to buy at the moment with with rates so low Absolutely. but there are so many smaller banks out there that want your business and and you are approached by these banks every day with great rates absolutely and it's not just about rates it's about the product that suits that particular customer as well uh in your you know in your example there there's a few that i can think of off the top of my head that would have been perfect for your you know a solution for you so there's a lot more that you talk about than just rates Mm -hmm. and the customer is uh you know always um at the center of that you know it's funny because we'll talk about um how you make a living a little bit later on but it's all to do with trailing commissions. I would even um, say that sometimes the banks these days are saying, you know what, 
we're not in the business we're in the business of lending the money out but we're actually not in the business of you know taking people through the process and doing all those sorts of things sure we can you know screen the paperwork but we just want the money out and we want to earn a return on it it's almost in a way they're factoring it out to people like yourself as mortgage brokers yeah and they save money in a non-direct way because obviously they they want people to come in the branches but the reality is the branches are designed now for you to be able to do everything without having to go in. So, and and coming off uh, a branch like that myself before I started my business, Mm -hmm. it was quite, um, it was quite difficult to get, grasp the difference between getting the people in yeah. and actually telling them that you want everything to be done online. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, we, we're going to talk a little bit more with you, Robbie, um, after a little bit of a break, uh, talking about your particular position within the LGBT community. But Excellent. first... We need to talk about growth, don't we? We do. We're what sort of growth are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about... Uh, Garden, I feel like oh, I, <laughs> I love Garden in particular. <laughs> oh, look, I hope Rosemary's on the line. Are you there, Rosemary? Yes, I'm here. No, oh, we're even still playing your theme music. It's beautiful, isn't it, Rosemary? Do you like that song? Yeah, I used to love it, yeah. Yeah. What are we talking about, Mum? Rosemary? <laughs> You've let it out, don't I did. you? Let yeah. the cat out of the bag. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about veggies that you've got to get ready to put in for as the as i know at the moment we've got a hot spell yes we're going to get cool ones and and your veggies take 12 to 16 weeks once Uh you put your seeds in before they're ready ready to pull Uh, so what in particular do we have to start doing now with our veggies what do we have to start doing now? Well, we have to start getting the the ground ready, mm-hmm. digging it, putting some fertiliser in, but not where you're going to put your carrots. Why is that? Because if you put too much fertiliser in with your carrots, you're going to get them looking like forks. So and that's when they come out looking like they've got two legs. Two, three or four legs. Oh. So where, you know, we, we think that we're doing really well with our veggie gardens by putting in lots of fertiliser and making sure that the ground's got heaps of good nutrients in it, the carrots don't need as much if carrots you're going to end up... like any of it. All right. Ooh, so just so you won't end up in. with a, a straight carrot unless you tone back on the <laughs> fertiliser. You keep it right away from them. Okay. Rosemary, what are we planting at the moment? We're planting carrots. Oh, <laughs> and, and we're going to plant leeks. Oh, leeks. I don't mind a leek. I like leek, yeah. Do they need a little bit of fertiliser, the leeks? The leeks need plenty of fertiliser. So you've really got to... don't need any. You've really got to choose ahead of time where you're going to put what so you can prepare the soil accordingly. The right way. Mm. So you want a separate bed for your carrots. Well, you want a separate little run for your carrots mm-hmm. that yeah. you're not going to mix with... Um, stuff that needs fertiliser in it. Very good. Paul, have you had mum's carrots before? I have. <laughs> and what I've are they like? just about every meal I've eaten down there, every home-cooked meal. They're good. All of mum's Straight carrots? Straight. Yep, what what, what straight. do you make a mean leek soup, Rosemary? Yes, she does. Yes. Yes, leek and potato. Mm. Okay, well, when we're all off air, we might come down for lunch one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or and dinner. Might, the, the lady over the road grew carrots and, and I you? grew carrots and yeah. he said my carrots look like octopuses oh <laughs> god too many legs too many legs yes all right so is it just like is octopus. it just leeks and carrots we're meant to be planting now 
or any yeah. veggies? Plant, leeks, carrots, broad beans. Ooh, okay. don't mind the broad beans. Great. Any other root vegetables, like beetroots and things like that? No, not so much beetroot for this time of the year. Onions. Okay, onions are good, okay. All right, well, look, thank you for your tips again this week because I know our listeners really appreciate those and we look forward to talking to you again next week. Sorry we missed you last week, but uh, next week we're looking forward to getting more gardening tips on Rosemary's Garden. Okay. Thanks, Mum. Take care. Uh, Yeah, bye. You're at home with David, Russ and Paul on Our House. Welcome back home to Our House. It's good to have you here at Our House and we're at your house as well. Yeah. Um, Look, our guest tonight is Robbie Antonio from Rainbow by Finance House. Um, Now, we've had a message and look, you know, if you want to send a question in for um, a well-known and well-versed mortgage broker, by all Mm. means do that. Uh, We've had a question from Nick from North Melbourne. Is refinancing time-consuming and expensive? I've got a loan with a major bank but constantly see better rates available online on the TV, in print and in branches. Obviously, they're going to be advertising, I suppose. Mm. Um, it's such a minefield. Can you help me sort through the detail and save me money in the process? What do you think, Robbie? Absolutely. Look, refinancing is not a stress. It, mm. It's not costly at all. Uh, it, it, it does become costly when you are in a fixed term and a fixed rate. Um, but there are ways, uh, you know, that you can do it. If, if you're on a variable rate that you can save a lot of money. Uh, Time-consuming part, well, if, if you've got a good mortgage broker uh, and, you've, and you deal with a, a really good financial mm-hmm. person, then, then mm-hmm. it, it shouldn't be time-consuming at all because you should be able to get everything up front yeah. and therefore not really have to have the rigmarole of everything. Yeah, I suppose the key is the fact that if it is a fixed rate, I mean, the banks will fix their rates because they're betting. Uh, well, no, they're not actually. They're, they're, making, they're taking out their own insurance against themselves. They're saying, this is how much we borrowed the money for. This is what we're going to lend it out at. We're fixed. It. Now, if we don't make that interest, we're going to penalise you the difference yes. if you want to leave that loan. Yes, but and, and that's same, where it can become costly. Yeah, sure. But at the same time, you might make, save that much that um, you might pay a little bit of money to get out of that loan. Absolutely. But then you save, the you know, because we're, yeah. we're talking about some of the rates that you say fixed are down to what? Well, oh, well, I've got some of the rates at the moment in three sixes and three sevens. So, you know, that that's a, it's a, some of the lowest that you've ever seen. Yeah. So if you're on four fives <laughs> exactly. and you go down to three fives exactly. or three sixes, you're saving a full percentage point there. And it's so. about education and, and educating the customer that, yes, you might pay, you know, let's say for argument's sake, it's $800 or 1000 right now. Mm-hmm. But what you're saving over the term of loan, it doesn't, it doesn't compare. compare yeah. So, yeah, and of course, you know, you can talk to Robbie. You can talk to your mortgage broker. We will have a link um, with the podcast that goes up tomorrow, um, which will have a link to Robbie's website, of course. But you know, it's entirely up to you. And uh, I suppose the the main step is just talking to somebody that knows how to get through that minefield, as Nick mentioned, um, because that's what people like you do yeah absolutely and look it doesn't even cost you anything to speak to a mortgage broker and no, that's the, that's the beauty of it all yeah a lot let's of let's check that fee again how much is it zero <laughs> we like that i love you robbie <laughs> look now we have talked before about on the show because robbie gets paid by the banks for writing the business that's called a trailing commission mm. yes. and it doesn't mean that the in fact usually you get a better rate than you will if you walk into the bank absolutely and you know most cases and and uh, yeah you, uh, you don't pay anything the customer does not pay anything in, in the way of fees, and that's the biggest misconception out there, that somehow the cost comes back to the customer. No. It actually doesn't. The bank pay 
raise the upfront and the trail commission to to the broker mm-hmm. for finding the business. And you know, if you're a good mortgage broker, then you will always have the customer at the centre of everything that you do, and you will find the right lender for that customer, and you get paid in the process. But it's nothing to do with the money coming out of the pocket of the customer. Which sort of takes us on to our next segment because um, you actually give back to the LGBTIQ community. Absolutely. Do you and, want to tell, about, tell us all about that? So I, I, uh, I'm a Joy, uh, you know, I, I'm a Joy sponsor, but I, I work with Joy uh, and, and Lifeline as well, which is mm-hmm. anti-bullying and suicide. Fantastic. And um, any loans I get through, uh, I give a portion of my proceeds back. So part of my pay mm. um, goes back into the community. So, you know, for, to a not-for-profit organisation. Yep. And I really help. And when I started this business, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to put, give back into the community. And this was the perfect way to do mm. it. So, uh, you know, if you're going to a normal customer and saying to them, well, you know, Joy needs... Um, you know, members and sponsors, mm. etc. Mm. And same with Lifeline. Um, can you give? What can you give? They might give you five or ten dollars. Yeah. When they do a loan through me, you know, I'm giving up to twenty percent of my profit back into the not not for profit organisation. So you could, in effect, be giving anywhere from five hundred to fifteen hundred back. Yeah. Um, because of you. So if I'm doing your loan, you have um, contributed to that. And how good would you feel? I know I would feel great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, and and also, you know, the, the 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 numerous number of people that I work with, whether you need a financial advisor, whether you need car leasing, any of the other mm-hmm. loans um, that I don't necessarily do myself, but the people I work with are LGBTIQ friendly and 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 underst- you know have an understanding of our community and want to help um, in any way that they can. So mm-hmm. the people that you meet through me. Uh, are people that will understand and be uh, compassionate towards our community. This is your mission. You've decided this is what you want to do. You put your money where your mouth is and you're finding other people within the financial industry that you can align yourself with. Absolutely. They've got to align to my values Mm. and then, you know, I got out of banking for a reason. Let's just put it that way. Sure. Uh, And um, or out of the the bank um, per se, but, you know, aligning myself with those values and people with those values is very important. Now, Robbie, some of the homework that I did about um, brokers a few weeks ago um, uh, the people that, that were um, in this particular blog were saying what they wanted was somebody who understood the um, GLBT community and, and that is what would be good about you. I know um, uh, a lot of people didn't want to be called the de facto or the other <laughs> half or they wanted someone who was sympathetic to the fact that this is a journey for us in a yes. partnership and all of that sort of stuff. And that's exactly where you would come from, right? Yeah, but, a- absolutely. Well, hang on, Russ. But see, I'll take exception here because Robbie was a bank manager as well. Now, there are anti-discrimination policies. If somebody had come in and said, oh, you know, this is Russ, my boyfriend, we want to get a home loan together, you wouldn't have discriminated in a oh, there would have been, major bank. There would have no, been no yeah, issues. That's why but they went talking about that they were saying that they wanted to be with somebody who was very it was on their team yeah. right from the word go so okay. it wasn't about being discriminative in any way but it's more it about, about actually just feeling somebody, comfortable yeah, about being with somebody who could, they could feel comfortable from the community with. exactly right yeah, exactly yeah. right and that's how you can just sit here with Robbie and you instantly um, he's feel just got ease. that sort of personality yeah. that you feel at ease with and that's thank what's you. important yeah. thank you yeah. I appreciate hey, that hey um Tell us, are there any ex-bank manager secrets you want to tell us? Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. And we don't know which bank you work for, but no. I, you know, we're talking about big banks. Are there any little sneaky secrets that you can tell us about? Look, I, I will just say that I got out of the bank for a reason and yeah. because I didn't feel it was 
as customer centric as what they make out to be. Mm. Um, we'll leave it at that. But mm. what they I want to sell what, products. They want to sell products, and what you hear about in the press and what you hear about in the news is not necessarily true. The the, the staff are work to the bone to sell those products, yeah. regardless of what any CEO might tell you. Uh-huh. Um, and I. You know, I was an award-winning bank manager and I didn't want to be a part of that any longer mm. and I wanted to give back to the community and I wanted to be that, that voice or part of the voice for the community as well mm. where I can say, come to me and, you you know, I, I understand what you're going through and I will help you through this. Yeah. Whether you are single, whether you're de facto, whether you're in a long-term partnership, yeah. um, I, I, you know, I understand and I, I'll help you. No, fantastic. Right. We're talking with Robbie Antonio from Rainbow by Finance House and we'll be back in just a moment. Well, that didn't work, did it? It's supposed to be. We've got a new theme for our new section called Low Hanging Fruit. Look, um, that doesn't really matter because do you want to play the first section of our Low Hanging Fruit? Yes, I will. I think you should. Nicole Hoskin from Paran Veterinary Clinic about pet proofing your home. What is one of the most common questions you get asked every day in the surgery? I think one of the biggest questions I get asked is, is my pet overweight? So, you know, people are often very scared to ask the question, but then they do um, because they, they want to know whether their pet's chubby or not. Yeah, look, I have to say, as, as an owner of a once fat dog, oh. um, she's good now. That, that well was, done. Yeah, yeah that, that, great work. Did yeah. you cut her back? I cut her back. Yeah, good boy. Yeah. Yep. Cut her off. And what sort of advice would you give to people if their dog is overweight? Well, I certainly would say don't be shy about asking your vet mm. about what to do. Cause we, about anything. We, about anything, really, because mm. we, we love animals and we want to help them. One of the biggest issues that we have with uh, animals is that they're overweight or that they have obesity-related problems. That was Dr Nicole Hoskin talking about fat pets. On our, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had a chat with her on Our House and on Pet Proofing Your Home. If you'd like to have a listen, you can, of course, go to joy.org.au forward slash our house and download the podcast and there's another one from us low-hanging fruit this is sarah Meehan talking about her renovations if you could give one piece of advice to everybody about approaching a home renovation what would that be well i think one of the first things i did was i found a really good colorist um, to come and spend some time with me and talk with me about what I had envisaged for the house. So I wanted it to be retaining its heritage kind of qualities. I didn't want to make it, um, you know, strip it back to some sort of modern sort of architectural feel. I wanted it to be a, a little cottage. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want it to be... Uh, I want it to be a contemporary interpretation of traditional theme was what I was going for. So she helped me pick a colour scheme for every surface in the house. When you're doing things like a bathroom and a kitchen, the first things you've got to be doing is picking tiles, Mm -hmm. cabinetry, handles. Everything's got to fit with a theme. And if you don't know what your colour scheme is, well then, so for me it was actually easy because I took my colour cards and I knew exactly what I wanted. That was a little snippet of... Excellent advice from Sarah Meehan. Another piece of advice. Now, these low-hanging fruits, um, every two weeks we're playing them because we're Mm. talking to Lance in Days of Our 
learnt. Every two weeks. Um, as I say, you know, Paul, you just mentioned before, hmm. podcasts. You yeah. can go straight to our podcast uh, section at uh, joy.org.au slash our house and you'll see the podcast there. If you want to hear the whole episode about pet-proofing your house Something or about your Sarah's amazing journey yeah, in renovating her own place and her amazing $2,000 rule, which you'll find out if you check out the podcast, yeah, you can do that. Out. Now, our hotline is absolutely going off tonight. I can't believe it. Look, before we talk about the hotline, yeah. I was just going to ask, Robbie, if you had one piece of advice, one piece of financial advice with all your experience as a mortgage broker and as previously as a banker, what is the advice that you would give to our listeners and to us as well? I would... Uh, it's going to be two pieces, but I'll <gasps> try and put it into one. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm being okay. very um, controversial. Um, do your research on the area that you're going to buy, but for God's sake, buy in the area that you love. Mm-hmm. There's nothing yeah. better than buying in the area that you really want to live in, yes. regardless of what stats and everything say. If you love that area, buy there and save, 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 save. It's all about um, having a good credit rating, isn't it? Yeah, and, and, and not just about credit rating, but sa- save your money so that you're in a better financial position yeah. as well. Um, and, and, you know, that's stuff we can go through. That's together. great advice. Now, the hotline, actually, the hotline hasn't stopped. Now, we've just you know, had something Shane else. from Footscray oh, yeah. call. Sorry, Shane from Footscray. Yeah, yep. he's just called. And um, he wants to know... I can't remember what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> was that that query you just got before? No, there's no. another query I've oh, got. Okay. <laughs> now, the other query was quite a complex one. So yes. um, we actually uh, had a little discussion about it in this studio. It is really complex. Um, but there's, there are ways around... Uh, there's things that we can do, yeah. of course, but, you know... But without going into this complex um, one, <laughs> it's to do with the father, it's to do with the son. Yeah. Um, probably your best advice is going to a financial advisor, uh, going to a mortgage, mortgage broker, broker, going to your accountant, um, seeking advice from as many different sources as possible. Absolutely. The mortgage broker will cost nothing. Your financial advisor, you probably have one in place or a solicitor yep. who will be able to advise you or put you in contact with somebody because, uh, you know, we, we could talk about certain actions, but you know, this is one of the reasons we say seek financial advice before Absolutely. you make financial decisions. No, we're not the experts. Robbie not. is an expert in his field. Yes. Um, but, yeah. This crosses into a few territories. That's exactly. why it's hard. But there are ways around it. And, you know, contact if you want to contact a mortgage broker first because it's free, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we, we have you know, connections with business development managers of each of the banks and everything. So we can definitely help, but it is a bit more of a complex True. one. And what Back was the other query? Back to yeah. Shane from Footscray. He would like um, Robbie to talk about pre-approvals. Pre-approvals. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, right topic. Okay. It is a good topic. Yep. Okay. Well, but, well, pre-approvals for anything is, is for the loan is absolutely essential because if you don't know how much you can borrow and you're not approved to borrow a certain amount, how could you go out and actually purchase something with it on the plan? Uh, you might be going to a house that's out of your budget and you might fall in love with it and then we all know what happens when mm. you don't get the house that tears. you want. Lots of, T- tears. Lots of or tears. Or you can't get the finance up and it costs you money as well Absolutely. for having to get out of that contract. I still talk to customers every day, you know, at least once a week where they've paid a deposit on something that they haven't even gone and got financial advice for mm. or they haven't come to see me prior to that or, you know, they haven't gone to see any mortgage broker for that matter. But uh, I think that what's important is that you need to do that as your first step. The finances need to be the first step so you know how much you can afford. So when you go and look at it, it's within your means and that, yeah. you know, you have a chance at getting your dream home. The other side of that too is that you might not have put your two incomes together and you might Absolutely. be pitching for a $300,000 house going, oh, well, it's the same as our mor- as our rent of $1,500 where you might actually have the potential to comfortably borrow – 
you know, 400000 and yeah. buy a better place as your first place. On two incomes, absolutely. And and that's stuff that, that, that's kind of information that you need to actually have under your belt before you go anywhere. And, mm. you, you know, customers uh, are getting well-versed with that as we go on. But they, you know, we need to educate them more. Another thing is that in a couple of years' time, I'm sure somewhere along the point, we're going to start to see interest rate rise Mm -hmm. because you know the economy starts doing a bit better and uh, people are buying more. The the market gets a little bit more heated, and to slow it down, this is why the RBA puts up rates. They put down rates when things aren't travelling well in the economy. Mm -hmm. They put them up when things are going a little bit too good. Mm -hmm. So you know, we all think, oh yeah, lower the rates, the better, the better, the better. It is good for us for our homes, but it means the economy's not doing well. That's but right. when interest rates do start going up, the whole conversation will change again and people will be saying, oh, we've got to sell our place or we never thought we could sell or we never thought we could afford this much and we never thought we could afford that much. So do you advise people to have a little bit of a buffer happening? I do. Actually, that's a great segue into what I really wanted to say as well to people is that, you know, if you've got joint incomes or just an income for yourself and you can afford, let's say for argument's sake, you can afford to take out 600000 but... You know, should you take out 600000 what does that mean in, in three to five years' time? Mm-hmm. You really need to really need to knuckle down and find out what happens if the rates go up and you do need to you need, you, that buffer is absolutely essential because at 3.59 percent it's only going to be three thousand dollars a month between the two of you yes. which is probably quite manageable yeah. but if you doubled that to seven and it won't go to seven no, but like but at the same time you're looking at double that so you can't really uh, say I'm going to put 80% of my income into a mortgage because you've That's still got right. to feed yourself. Robbie, one of the questions that I, I, you know, I look at the papers each week and look at investment properties and also look to see that if I can um, buy another place in Richmond and even for um, uh, someone who's owned a house for the past 20 years, when we get up to these great big million dollar price tags and everything, I just find that that is so um, overwhelming and daunting and Paul would feel like this, he's looking for a Absolutely, place Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Should people be afraid of that? Look, it doesn't matter what generation you've grown up in. I think David said earlier that, uh, you know, it, there, there was a huge deposit paid back then. You know, that people mm. in the 70s probably thought that they paid a huge deposit. In the 80s and 90s, they said the same. And it's just getting bigger and bigger for us. But also our income's gone up as well. So it's always going to be daunting. But what you really need to do is find a place in a, in a place that you love, stick within your means, and you'll have a dream home and, and mm. go for it. Beautiful. Absolutely. My last question to you is, and I'm sorry to banter on here. No, no, no. no. Well, it's a great topic. It's an interesting uh, topic. And we've got the best advice. We do. We've got the lovely Robbie here. I have seen lots of um, promotion and advertising for Purple Brick Road at the moment. Have you? Do you know of them? Not, I've heard, but not enough to, yeah, to okay. talk about. Yeah, I'm just fascinated <laughs> with them because they're a new type of real estate agent and they've bought the um, the amount that a real estate agent will keep is down to a set amount. Wow. And so you can actually, their, their marketing is such that you can actually sell your home through them and the maximum that they will charge you would be five grand. So I think we're yeah. sort of bombarded by a lot of stuff about interest rates. I've got a leaflet that was popped in my letterbox the other day. Uh, Aussie will say you and it had these special rates as well but you know and that was for high net worth applicants god don't we all wow. want to be high net worth applicants 3.54 percent <laughs> how do but, you, you know, how do you shuffle through that well, exactly and if that's it wasn't why, for robbie we'd be in trouble well, and we want to thank you robbie for coming in because no, thank you, it's, you know, been a pleasure. it's great to have you here um we look forward to hearing you more on the airways on joy 94.9 um we've got to say goodbye um we're going to be back next week yeah, coming up is Triple Bypass Team. Yes. Yay, team! So we're going to um, play some 
sponsorship announcements and then go out on a song. Our last track, Tina Arena, Symphony of Life, the Metro Mix. Tina, tiny Tina Arena, as I knew Great it was growing love up. Tina. Mardi Gras 2005. <laughs> 2005, 2009, 2014. Thanks, guys, and thank you, Robbie. Thank you Great very advice. much. Thank you. Hi, Robbie here from Rainbow by Finance House. I provide creative financial solutions for the LGBTI community that empower your spending while giving back to our community. As a fully independent financial consultant, I can provide you unbiased advice, unlike the major banks. Whether it be home loans, business loans, or lifestyle loans, I'm here to help. With over 15 years experience in banking, you are guaranteed exceptional service. Talk to me today about how I can save you money. Stop paying more than you have to. Get in touch. Rainbow by Finance House. Joy sponsor. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy.